Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. out there in Zaslov land welcome to 86 episode 86 the Heinz Ward episode of straight out of Gotham from the Gotham rogues from the Gotham rogues we are a fandom pop culture podcast and proud members of the Batman podcast network hosted by batmanonfilm.com make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to BOF click that drop down tab and check out the buffet of items for you to listen to because there's some great shows out there Great shows hosted by great people who actually know what they're talking about. Um, if there's one podcast network you should be listening to, it's definitely ours. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts from the other side of the Hudson River. I am a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Arvera. Today we're recording on August 6th, 2022. And as always, we have a great show for you today. Lots of information, lots of articles, lots of opinions, lots of great stuff to get into. But before we get into the discussion, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review this podcast straight out of Gotham on Apple podcasts. And we read your review on air. You just won a monthly prize pack. Make sure you enter your reviews in because you can't win it unless you're in it. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime. The man who won the 1996 Deering Harbor coconut cracking championship. Ladies and gentlemen, a Batman on film junior contributor, Eric Holzman. Is this thing working? Is this thing on? Hey, hello, hello, hello. What's up? There? Are you there? How's everybody? How's everybody? So you're bringing up the coconuts, huh? Coconuts, yeah, coconuts. That was a that was a that was a very very um, deep pull for you with that one. Yeah, what can I say? You go cuckoo for coconut, but you definitely. <laughs> but your crack staff, whoever gets you all this information, is fantastic. It is the staff of one man, one brilliant man, <laughs> one man who. Knows no bounds. He's tireless. He's effortless. He does things with utter class and humility. Arguably the greatest human being I've ever met. He'll remain nameless, but I just want him to know that his contributions to the show are just wonderful, and we are forever in debt to everything that he does. That's true. We are. I yes. Will, I will definitely give you that. Yeah, that it all happened because I just I used to just do it kind of as a thing. And I like the, when you crack the coconut, you get the coconut juice and all that stuff. And the water inside always tastes so good. And then I was like, oh, of course, when I hear there's a competition, I have to just go and run to it. Like my fans just like, hey, go to the competition. So Mm -hmm. that's what happened. And, uh, you know, it's a couple weeks of practice, but it's a lot of fun. That's a fun one to do. And it's a delicious one as well. It's kind of like the the food ones. All the How do you go about cracking your nuts? (laughs) Coconuts. I'm sorry, your coconuts. I was like, "Whoa, you're asking a loaded question there for a minute." Um, it's kind of it's kind of like anything with, with like a melon type feel. You got to feel the first thing. You got to mm-hmm. kind of find the soft spot. You so say you find the soft spot of the nut. Yeah, and then yeah. you crack it. Then you crack you know? it. Okay. And just crack it. It's like I hear you talk about these things, and I just get inspired. Like I feel like I have to break out in song. You know, like <laughs> I'm just like I don't know. I'm like thinking, what can I do? And all of a sudden, like Joanna pops in my head. And I'm just like, okay, Joanna, Eric, Coco. I'm like, I'm like, Coco, coconut, Eric, coconut, Eric, what? coconut. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, I'm, I'm thinking something like that. I'm thinking like kind of like more Jamaican summery type thing. You know, 
You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Remember? Well, if it's something like that, sure. You know? Because it's just like I'm, like, I'm sitting in my head, I'm like, Joanna, Jo, Jo, Joanna. And I'm just like, how can I apply this to Eric? I'm like, Coconut, See, Coco, Eric Nut, Coconut, Eric See, my nut, old, coconut. my old ass was thinking when you said Joanna, I'm thinking Cool in the Gang from when I was a kid, because they had a song called Joanna. I don't know. Oh, how did know that it. go? How did that one go? It's much slower. It's Joanna. No, no, this is more like a, like a reggaeton. Yeah, now, now, jo- when you started jo- it, the so- I'm like, okay, now it, I know right? yeah, yeah. Yes, I've heard yeah. the song. Yes, it's like yeah. one of my favorite summer anthems. So, yeah. So, that's awesome. Uh, that's like, cool. I see, I hear that song and I envision coconut, drink, little fancy umbrella, you know, straw, lounge is this, chair. Is this going to be the soundtrack to my book? On the soundtrack to my book that you're writing? Uh, you know, I might have the original song. I might have the remix. I know uh, Kiss from a Rose is on there by Seal because you sang that for American Idol. I did it, um, but okay. You know, I, <laughs> that song you sang during our Iceberg Lounge when you were wasted. Um, in the middle of that show, I forgot what show that was. I forget what song that was, but we're going to have that song on there. So yeah, the Eric Holzman tribute album. Well, I think coming, I, I, I didn't mean to spoil you, you spoil it, but it's happening. It's coming from Mondo. It's a triple, uh, vinyl set front and back, all of Eric's greatest hits. It's going to be around 99, 95. Um, and you get three records. Um, you get some artwork and, uh, the forward is actually written by junkie XL. So. And guys, you, you this is going to be running on a, a late night infomercial, probably in the 3 a.m. hour. Somewhere so, between Life Alert and like <laughs> uh, these Camp Lejeune ads you keep seeing everywhere. Yeah, so you know, got to pay attention to that little, little time frame uh, because it's the only way you could get it. You can't get it from us. You can't get it. You're like, we don't have any access to it. It's not something we're, we're manufacturing or producing. Guy Fieri is the, so, uh, is the spokesperson. Yes, Guy was very nice of him to. It's very nice. We're going Mondo. Yes, I, I, I'm trying to get a little, uh, you know, a little spot on diners, drive-ins, and dives with him. Maybe go on a ride with him to go to one of these places. Well, if he ever uh, comes on Long Island, there's only one person he should ask about where he should go to eat. Oh, that's true. That's for sure, certain. So, and that's uh, that's the Holzman Kitchen. You should get Gertie, uh, your your neighbor friend, to make him one of her sponge cakes. I should. Gertrude, I, I think her. she'd be down for that. Yeah, but you know, with sometimes with the arthritis in her, and it's kind of yeah. she she needs a little bit of a you know a lead in time to you crack her coconuts. No, I do not. You don't crack. Oh, her well, she needs me to. She needs me to. Okay. I will. I'll go crack her coconuts. But wow, things are getting serious, huh? You know, hey, hey, you know, you gotta do what you do. Gotta do in life. Certain things. Oh, <laughs> Sally Testerberger's not listening. If I want that damn sponge cake, I have to you know have to do what I gotta oh, do. You'll get that sponge cake. So, yeah, that's just that's just how I roll. I try and be helpful to everybody. Yep. Uh, you know, whoever they are. So that's cool. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. See, you got me. All, I was getting for clemped there. I could, for for clemped. <laughs> I, could, I, could, okay. I couldn't help myself. I was getting a little bit right. Um. So what else is going on, Pete? What, what's going on? How's your uh, story been? Just, I'm just sitting in awe of David Zaslov. Oh, well, we'll get to that. I'm going to get I to just, that. That's, that's it. That's it. That's what's going on in the world. That's definitely. Zaslov mania has hit. That me. has been the news of the week so far. And we'll get to it a little bit. But... I couldn't say this man's name properly like two weeks ago, but now Zaslov. That's true. You couldn't. And it's such an easy name to say. I don't understand why it's difficult, but. This is the Zaz. But I wanted to, I just wanted to touch on something real quick. I don't know if you, did you, do you remember Woodstock 99? 
Uh, vaguely, I do. All right. Horn so, was there. Um, yes. Who else was there? So there's yeah, been know, yeah. there's two different documentaries on it right now. Oh, really? One, one is on HBO Max, which I watched, and then one is on Netflix, which is a three episode thing. So the HBO Max one's like a, a just a normal film type deal. And the one on Netflix is three episodes like they do from time to time. They do these short little series. So I watched both of them because I remember I didn't go, but a couple of my friends went and they would they would tell me all the stories about how bad it was. So I was like, like bad as in like the show or like bad. No, the music was fine, but just the whole they couldn't go to the production. Yeah, (laughs) the whole production of it. So it was done on this this former old Air Force base, right? Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Air Force bases, it's a lot of concrete and asphalt, right? It's not like Woodstock was on grass. So now you're talking, you're having all these people on this asphalt and concrete. They didn't do it in the same place? I thought they no. did it in the same place. No, they did I did not know that. Woodstock, the original Woodstock, I forget where it was. But then they did one in 94, which was in Saugerties, New York. And then they did one in the 99 one was in Rome, New York. Oh, there were three? I thought there were only two. Yeah. No, there's been three. I had no um, idea Woodstock '94 existed. Yeah, a lot. Of, that's the one people forget, but that's the original one with all the mud people. Like, if you ever watch uh, stuff on Woodstock, the history of Woodstock, that's the one where all the mud people mm-hmm. the first time. The second time in '99 when they did it, it wasn't only mud; it was mud and feces and urine and all this other crap. So but that, but I just want to mention it because I I literally watched them the last few days. Um, if you get a chance to watch them, you should. Um, it it kind of speaks to the, the what music was like at that time. 99, that's when rap, rock, and new metal was very much in the thing. So you had Limp Bizkit, you had Corn, you had Kid Rock. Uh, yeah, those were like, yeah, mm-hmm. those were the big acts of the time. So, um, and it kind of influenced how the show went, right? The, those bands are all known for rage, loud music. Rage Against Machine was there as well. It's like all these bands who are known for having, being kind of militant and just angry. And then it that kind of formed how the weekend went. So I just wanted to put it, talk about it real quick. Tell you you should check it out if you get a chance, and let everyone else know to check it out if you get a chance. Because it's, um, especially for me since I was, I was in my early twenties when it when it happened. I remember I was going to go. I wound up something happened. I couldn't go. Uh, but looking at and watching this documentary on both of them, uh, most of the information is the same. But the one thing I will say is the two guys who ran it are completely oblivious. <laughs> They're such jerks. Really? Uh, yeah. Like they try and blame everyone else for their failures. It's just, it's very, very, uh, <clears throat> it's very, very revealing because their guy who did the original Woodstock, he's one of the guys, Michael Lang is his name. Mm-hmm. He's one of the guys who he did the other two as well. So, but you just kind of realize that he, he was way in way over his head and it's a very, very, uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't even know what to do. Oh, there's been a couple actually. There's Woodstock '79. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. Woodstock '89, Woodstock '94. So there's been a couple. Yeah, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. But I mean, the, the big theory of Woodstock is like peace, love, right? Like that's what their whole thing was in the sixth, in the original one, and this one was just like f- the farthest thing from the from that. Uh, very corporate. Um, they would charge like four dollars for a bottle of water, and it was like blazing hot because of like i said it was all on asphalt there wasn't a lot of grass and see honestly to me if you're not having it in the same place as what the original woodstock it's not woodstock like i feel like it should always be wherever that was which apparently is in white lake new york white lake yeah that's it i knew this it's the one of the three that i didn't 
know much about. So, so that's why it wasn't. Max Yasker's Dairy Farm in Bethel, New York. Bethel. Yeah. So there you go. So I just wanted to bring that up because I, I said it was the two things I had watched most recently. Uh, last night was when I watched the Netflix one because I was I just. Which one did you like more? <clears throat> I felt like the Netflix one was a much uh, fairer interpretation of what ha- of what went on. It kind of hit mm. things from all the other angles. The HBO Max one focused a little bit on. Uh, this, the political, I guess the socio-political angle of what was going on in Woodstock 99, which it, it all, it's all valid and all correct. I'm just thinking back to what that time was, but I feel like it was a little bit too heavy handed on that. It wasn't mm-hmm. as overarching as the Netflix show, but again, the Netflix one was three sh- episodes. This one was just a movie. So, so what you're telling me is that Zaslov should have canceled the HBO Max Woodstock <laughs> show. Uh, uh, he might have, he might have been it, but apparently that was done last year, and I didn't see it posted until now. So, so I don't he just know. never should have released it. Never well, he, it was before it. it was before he came to to um, HBO and Disco- it was before Discovery well, bought HBO. So was uh, what's her name? So, <laughs> and uh, we all know how that went down. Well, yeah, that's true. So I guess let's get into it. Let's get into the the news of the week, which is pretty much. Uh, the Warner Brothers Discovery Investor call, but what kicked all of it off was early in the week where we found out that Batgirl was going to be canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, the initial reactions were what you thought they would be, and I am guilty. I knee-jerk reacted to it as well. I'm not going to tell you I'd say I didn't, which I was upset at myself for because I always like to try and get all the facts, but it just seemed like a really, really bad optic. And of course, I was upset because I wanted to see this movie. So, you know, when that was my initial reaction, uh, but we heard a bunch of different reasons as to why, right? First it Mm -hmm. was, it was irredeemable. That was the New York post part of the headline. It was so bad. You couldn't watch it. Then as more information came out, we heard, well, um, it actually tested pretty well. It tested in the similar range to like what it tested, the it movie tested at. Uh, in which was in the low 60. And of course, we know it went on to make almost $800 million at the box office. So you're like, well, then if it was that like similar there, what was the problem with showing it? Then we heard news that, oh, they had this one time thing where they could make the money back from it if they just for tax Because purposes. of the merger they have right. until I think yeah. next week. End of August, yeah. No, mid-August, not even the end of the month. It's like within the next two weeks, it, the, their timeline is up for right. them to write off anything. So they, uh, they, you know, they've been waiting to the last minute to do this. Yeah. So that was the other part of the story, right? So there was tax, tax involved. And then when we finally get to the call and, and you hear Zaslav's um, explanation, um, it kind of, I think he, to me, it was, he was saving face because of the reaction that it had gotten. Uh, I don't think he cares reaction the cancellation has gotten i i think when you're first taking over a company you care uh you care about what the fans think um especially when you're first this is your first real public thing you're doing mm-hmm. uh, so i think he cares now i don't think eventually he will um but- see I, I actually think the opposite i think he doesn't care now because he's like you haven't seen what i've done for you yet he's like this is all <laughs> this is all part of his plan and in order for him to achieve success, he's going to fall through on what he thinks is his plan. And I, you know, I think he thinks he's doing the right decision with all these projects. 
Uh, you know, Wonder Twins obviously falls under this umbrella that was canceled. Uh, you know, something like that. And, uh, you know, but that wasn't as, as far along as Batgirl was. Um, but I think he will care what the fans think when it's his ideas that are implemented and ridiculed. I just, he's like, no, this is the old stuff. I don't care about this. You know, that that's, that's kind of the vibe I get from him. Well, it's been consistent with what we've heard he wanted to do anyway. Like he, he said from the beginning, the first stuff we got out of him was, or we heard from sources was that he wants to focus on theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. And obviously this wasn't made for that purpose. This was made for HBO Max. He's the anti kalar So, yeah. His I philosophy mean, is completely the opposite. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't see the value in films and streaming at least. Like, Which is interesting because I guess it makes sense because there's no box office revenue. Right. Right. Like you, you're counting on people to subscribe. Um, how many people subscribe for the free trial than delete? I'm sure there's more people that subscribe for the free trial and forget to delete. Um, but you're not getting that ticket money. Right. So I think it's very interesting. Um, and but- I know I've been sitting on this for a couple of days, just thinking about this topic and some people reacted, uh, you know, obviously knee jerk style, but in the, sitting back and thinking about it, like, could it possibly have been like, let's just speak in hypothetical. If maybe the film wasn't up to par, mm-hmm. maybe it just wasn't, you've got a, maybe you have a Batman suit that's made for a major motion picture. a la the flash and a, a Batgirl suit that's made for television movie. Right. And they don't look good on screen. Maybe they didn't put as much effort, uh, into production as they should have. Uh, maybe the story wasn't good, but maybe Warner brothers, you know, said to this upcoming actress and the, these two upcoming directors and said, you know, this is going to suck for now, but maybe, you know, if we don't release this, instead of having that blemish that you guys put out a product that people saw and didn't like, if we just don't do it because there's, and, and we just can it all together and no one sees it, they can't use it against you. You know, in a sense, like, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to say Warner Brothers is totally right. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking of scenarios um, because it's like there's rumors down the line that like we're going to you know, the reason why everyone has kind of been so polite about the situation and no one's really freaked out production wise is because there's another deal on the way for these three individuals, especially uh, the directors and Leslie. And I think that's very interesting. But like, there's other facts around this. Like, how come Keaton hasn't said anything? It's true. Is it because the flash is out or, or because Keaton, you know, knows a little bit more than we do. How come JK Simmons right. hasn't said anything? And there's been uh, rumors that this is JK Simmons final role. This is the role he was going to retire on. Right. This was his final project. You know, I imagine, you know, Jim Gordon is kind of uh unfinished business for him. Yeah. Right? And he probably thought of that this way. Like, Oh, okay, cool. I get to do this on my way out and it'll be fun. And, uh, but he again, like J, J, the J.K. Simmons, Jim Gordon is just never meant to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, it appears it appears that's the that's the case. Yeah, I, that's the like that was another factor. I'm like, well, why would you even not want people to see a movie with those two in it? You know, it, and can't forget Brendan Fraser. He's not a horrible actor, right? Brendan Fraser's he's had this kind of career resurgence as well mm-hmm. recently. So, and I from what least a DC of, project Doom Patrol, <laughs> yeah. And from what we've heard about him um, in the film, apparently he was fantastic mm-hmm. uh, from what we've heard about the film. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's kind of a that when I think about all of that and then you think about them just getting rid of it, that's why it doesn't all add up in my head. The, the fact that it was terrible, um, I think. And the the fact also the director says it was director said it wasn't finished. Like in their statement, the um, uh, Al Arby and um, Bilal said 
it wasn't a finished product. So, and that, but then that could also have been a factor because how much more money we're going to put into this thing. And then mm-hmm. you're approaching a budget that reaches like, that is a theatrical film budget, right? Or a it big- started at 70 million and ballooned to 90 for COVID reasons. Um, right. So unexpectedly they had to pump 20 more million into it. Right. Um, so I like, know. It sucks. It just does. It does. It sucks. Um, it sucks for us as fans because obviously this was a project I think we all were at least interested in and wanted to mm-hmm. see. Uh, it piqued our interest and it sucks for them definitely because it's, you know, it, let's be honest, it's a superhero pro- project and they're all the rage now as we know. So it, it sucks for them as well as creatives. But you're right. It's very possible we might see Batgirl, Leslie Grace as Batgirl in the future at some point. You know, or maybe it's just, an, a, maybe it's, maybe she's not Batgirl. Maybe she's something else. Um, you know, maybe it's, maybe Keaton hasn't said anything because maybe, you know, I don't know what the plans are, but maybe there is a Batman, an, an actual Batman Beyond film in the works. And, you know, I've said this on the BOF podcast. Uh, if there's one project to actually get canceled, uh, for me, it has to be Batgirl, right? Like I'm not going to lose sleep over it. All I got was one still picture. I never saw a trailer. There's no attachment for, to me for this picture outside of Keaton. You know, like I, I love Batgirl. Don't get me wrong. You know, she's a, I have her first appearance in print. Like I, <laughs> Batgirl is a cool character, but this like m- just kind of like, I don't know, crock pocket, crock pot Batgirl where you're throwing in Snyderverse and Burtonverse and some Batman Beyond and some Batgirl. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you either give me Batman Beyond or actually give me Batgirl? Don't give me this like hybrid. Maybe there's something like that going on. I, I, I don't know. It's it's just, it's weird. Maybe this film just, it, you know, they couldn't put it on the big screen. Maybe that's what he says. Like, you know, it, it when it wasn't good enough, maybe it wasn't good enough for the big screen. Maybe this. Right. And, you know, I've caught heat for this in the past where I've said, you know, TV movies aren't real, not they aren't real movies. But TV movies and big screen movies are totally different. I don't care if it's a streamer. Some streamers pour a lot of money into these TV movies. Like, but then again, something like Batgirl 70 mil, you know, like some actors get paid 70 mil. (laughs) All right. And right. And like, it's not like this is, I mean, with all due respect to the director, it's not like this is Martin Scorsese or Steven Spielberg directing this movie where. And that's probably why Warner Brothers is able to get away with this because these guys are pretty new and they can, they can, they can probably push them around a little bit. Yeah, they definitely. You can definitely flex more on those two than you could on guys who have resumes outside of Bad Boys for Life. Because you're not doing this to gun, right? You're not. You wouldn't be doing this to gun, right? If right, if the Suicide Squad was made for for HBO Max, it would have come out on HBO Max, like that. It would have happened no matter how much money they put in. Oh uh, well, I just like Peacemaker. I, I don't know. You know, like you wouldn't see this happen to Peacemaker. No. And that that's the other thing. Like when we heard this news, everyone's freaking out. Like, oh, what's gonna get canceled next? And then somebody straight up asked him and he said it was fine. Yeah. He and said, someone asked going like, Hey, what's going on? Is peacemaker two seasons safe? And he said, yes. And, and the best part was he said, calm down. Yes, he did. And, but that was the crazy thing when people were freaking out like, Oh, we're not going to see the flash. And I'm like, did you not listen to what he said? He's been saying from the beginning, theatrical is where he wants to go. Those films were made to be released theatrically. Those yeah. films are coming out. Don't worry about it. They'll be out. And this um, is what happened when regimes change. They have yes. different philosophies, different people have different ideas. And Zaslov, he's made it clear. He wants this giant, uh, let's say Justice League Unlimited. He wants, yeah. he wants Justice League Unlimited. That's what he wants on yeah, the he, big screen. He wants to get to what 
Endgame was. That's what he wants. That's literally what he wants. He said he has a 10-year plan. He said his quote was... Oh, they're, um, they're, they're, he, he's, he's hired the Disney executives who have helped with the 10-year... Alan exactly. Horn. He hired Alan Horn. He's taking people from people... Uh, he's taking people from a company that did it before. And, yep. you know, look, I was one who supported the whole, like, in the beginning, the Snyder plan of BVS. You know, you don't need origin stories, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, apparently... That's what you got to do. And uh, while that's fine for me as well, um, it's it's just it's a bummer because it has taken us 10 years to get to that point. You're right. And I think people in in our space who know more about these characters don't need the origin stories per se. Like we don't necessarily need them because we have a a little bit of a backstory in our mind. Well, it's specific characters. I don't think you need them. Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. I don't think you need origins for. That's fair. They've been done. Superman's got two. Spider-Man's got three. Uh, <laughs> Batman, yeah, Batman has Batman's couple. got uh, one. It's uh, I, I uh, yeah, he's got one true origin. It depends what you consider eighty nine, because uh, there is origin. That's more of a Joker origin, but yeah. Um, so like, I don't think you need to tell it, but the Wayne scene, is, the Wayne's death, is in every movie, right? So like, <laughs> you, you don't need to see it, um, Which, because you've known it, you've seen it for thirty exactly. years, exactly. Right? You know, the bigger names, you don't need. Uh, the origin stories, but then you look at the films that DC has produced that were origin stories, like Wonder Woman. Um, Who needs an origin story? Because let's be honest, there's it's conflicting depending on what era you read. Right, and I'm just saying though that was a huge hit for them. Like is that's she a, a demigod. Is she born of clay? Which they right. combined wonderfully into two for yes. the movie. So those it depends. You're right, you're right. It definitely depends on the character. And uh, in this specific space, but they he does he did specifically say that we want to do things like they did over at Disney. That was the quote. Um, so, so you know, again, it's all we all have to f- wait until the Flash comes out because that's the moment where things are changing, at least part of the original plan. You know, I don't know what happens after the Flash. Like as far as I know, none like, of us do. At the end of the movie, Barry could be running through the the, the Speed Force. And end up at the watchtower in front of an entire Justice League we've never met. That's true. They could do that, and That's I mean, like, it, it's as, as simple and as comic booky as you can do it. And I don't need to see the actor who plays the Flash's face. I literally can watch this man run from behind and open up a door to a Justice League. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe see him at the table or something. Yeah, like I don't have to see his face because we all know he's getting recast at this point. Yeah, I mean that's we're not. I mean, we could talk more about that situation, but I really prefer not to. Uh, there was a little blurb, though, that he's wearing armor and has guns and all this other stuff. That 24-7 because he believes the <laughs> FBI and the KKK are stalking him. This was the story where I finally realized Ezra lost his, oh, his, God. his, his mind. And then there's some stuff about an Icelandic. He's running an Icelandic cult or some something I read, too, where... I don't know. I, this whole the whole thing is just getting weirder and weirder by the minute. And um, you're right. At this point, if the mo- if that movie was trash, it probably would have been wouldn't be coming out. But the fact that every, it's getting such great reviews and he's getting such praise, which sucks, because if he's getting such praise for playing these, apparently he plays three different versions of of Barry. Um. So and the fact he's getting so much praise kind of sucks for him. But I mean, he's the one doing it to himself, so I can't really feel sorry for him. But um, if this movie wasn't testing well, I, I this would have been one they they yanked too. I don't think we'd be getting it. Uh, I also think this is so. this is Keaton's return and his farewell. 
I don't think we're going to see Keaton after this. I don't think we're going to see him as involved as they originally said. Well, they reshot the Aquaman scene because of continuity reasons. Right. Okay. So he's already eliminated from there, which that one actually makes sense. Batgirl. They've nixed Batgirl. So we're not going to see that. I don't think we're going to see this Nick Fury, Michael Keaton, which is actually kind of, I I actually don't like it that much. Like I supported it because it was Keaton and I was like, okay, this is what you're going to do. I'll, until I see it and dislike it, I'll, 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 and then I can rip you apart. But if they're going to nix that, I'm not really that upset about that. I, well, yeah, I I'm not going to be upset if this is the only time we see him. I, that's fine. I just, I don't, how does it, how does it change the film though? Because it was shot with under the guise that this is what he was doing. So how does it change the Flash film? That's the um, thing. Are they going to reshoot something or, or do they have multiple versions? I heard versions? there are some reshoots going on to fix that issue. Okay. All right. Well, then if that's the case, then this is the only, like I said, I think I said it in our, in our Twitter chat the other day. If that's the only time we get them, then be happy we I'll got him back. It. Right? Like, you know, be happy I, we got to see him again. Because it makes it special. The return yeah. of Keaton's special. If, if it's a one-off, it's not a big deal. Um, as long as the performance is good. And like I said, who knows? Maybe by the end of The Flash, Keaton is... Uh, or that that Bruce Wayne is rejuvenated, He, but he realizes he can't do it anymore. Man, maybe we do get a true Batman Beyond. Because if they want to fully embrace this multiverse stuff... You can still do that movie. And I'm sure Keaton has a contract for multiple films, just like J.K. Simmons, even though his last film just got canned. Like, I'm sure that's why he was brought back for this Batgirl movie was because he was contractually obligated for a Justice League or a Batfleck film. Hmm. So I think Keaton could still return as it's possible. I don't know if the flash is received well and his version of Batman returning is received well and people are hyped into it. I could totally see them saying, Batgirl was half a good idea because you're combining two ideas into one. Let's just do Batman Beyond. And I think now's the time for Batman Beyond because it's different. No one just jumped that far ahead in the clock. You know, you, you, you'd kind of be pioneering it. You did it with Suicide Squad. You know, you did the villains movie. You know, now right. Thunderbolts is coming out years later after two Suicide Squad films and a spinoff series. Right. So you kind of paved the way there. Maybe you do like, you know, beat, beat Marvel to Spider-Man 2099. Do it. Do the Batman Beyond. Now you could do it in a Blade Runner-esque fashion too. So it's not like we haven't seen that type of city before. Now, just really quickly throwing this out, uh, because obviously the Batman Beyond, his suit is, is markedly different. Do you think they would stick with that style or would they stick with a traditional Batsuit style if they did a Batman Beyond type thing? I think you give him, well, I think, isn't that the whole point? Like he has to he realizes he can't do it even with the special suit that kind of enhances his abilities a little bit, like at that advanced age, you know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the reason. And Terry needs the enhancements because he's not trained as well. Like he just kind of like jumps into it. Um, And if they do that, honestly, like I think you just hand them Batman beyond episode one and say, make this bigger, make this, make this for the big screen. Yeah. That would be good. You know, that'd be good. Yeah, no, I mean, the the possibilities now, again, kick into your head, right? Because we know things are changing. So now you could start thinking again, well, how are we going to structure this? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. What um, can you do? What is possible? Right, what's possible? All these things start getting 
um, kicked around in your head, which is which is cool. Uh, I'm glad now that we got an official. The one good thing that came out of the investors call was we saw there's an actual division of DC Films, right? That's what it's called now. It's an actual. Those DC, was it called DC Studios? I think it might be Studios. I'm trying to picture the graphic in my head. I don't. I believe I just, it's Studios. Well, and I'm, whatever it is, that's just great. Like we have, it has its own division now, mm-hmm. um, which which is what obviously he said he wanted. Uh, we you're know getting the MCU structure. There's yes, going to be you're getting that a, a person overseeing it, essentially a showrunner. He's going to oversee the entire universe, and he's going to go about it. And he's, you know, that's it. And we don't know who that person is, right? But we know one guy who kind of has the job now, who. It wasn't really happy and, and considered leaving. And of course, I'm talking about Walter Hamada. Uh, so when he heard that Batgirl was being canceled, apparently he didn't want to stay with um, with DC. And at first he was going to leave. And then, then it's been reported that he's going to remain in his post to at least the release of Black Adam and then see what's going to happen. Which after is October. Effect. Yes, October 21st or something like that. But it also has been reported that they want to keep him. Um, yeah, Hamada Hamada is pissed off because right. they they went over his head, but the studio likes what he's been doing and they want to keep him. So, um, chances are, you're gonna have to give that man a bump. You want to keep him, you're gonna have to pay him a little bit more. Probably, uh, probably definitely have to pay him a little bit more, and you might have to make him, um, you might have to give him that Feige role. I don't know if they will, but I know if it were me and I had overseen, you know. Aquaman and you know Joker, Joker and Shazam and it's the Suicide Squad. Yep, all these the, films. I'd the be Batman. like, well, yep. I'm like, well, I, I've been running things, and this is what I did. So yeah, I don't think he's done a bad job. I mean, if you listen to anyone within reason, uh, you know that he's kind of come in and restored a little bit of balance to uh, what was a very hectic period. Um, but if if he did it. I wouldn't be surprised if he either got canned or left, especially now, because like when a new regime comes in, they definitely want their own guys. They trust their own guys. That's just what happens. You know, very rarely do you see like a team hire a head coach or a manager and he doesn't bring in his staff. He's not going to keep the old guys. So you're right. Um, We'll see. I mean, this isn't a sports team. It's run differently. This is a business and he's been doing good business. So we'll see what goes on. Um, Ultimately it's his decision uh, whether he stays or goes, it seems like. And, uh, Maybe it was just a heat of the moment thing. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think when these films start rolling out and they realize the job that Hamada's done, well, let's say when these films roll out and if they do what we all expect them to do, I think they'll realize uh, that Hamada is the guy. Yep. He may not be the guy story-wise, but he may keep everything in order. You know right, what I'm I saying? Th- right. I think you might want to bring in... Uh, Feige more- seems to have more control over story. Yes. Yeah. Well, Feige grew up in that in Marvel studios, like in the birthing, the he beginning was making of daredevil, fantastic right. Four, Spider-Man. Right. He was, he's been, his name is attached to all of them. Yes. He grew up in the, that atmosphere. So he was the right guy to do. He failed a lot before the MCU. That's why he's so successful. Yes. He learned the good learned thing. Early. The thing, the thing that's working in Hamada's favor is that the two people that Zaslav chose to co-chair Warner brothers want him to stay. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the good if you if you're fans of Hamada and the work he's done and you want to see him stay, they're probably going to try and do whatever they can to make it palatable for him to at least stay in this position. So 
uh it's been um like we both said he's done a really good job in kind of resetting things and bringing order to a chaotic situation so it's been uh i hope he stays on in some capacity uh, just because he kind of has an idea now of what's where they're going um and what they've done especially with the established characters which we know aren't going anywhere i i doubt we're gonna see any kind of change to momoa's aquaman or unless gal doesn't want to be wonder woman wonder woman um, well i did kind of have some speculation about that like if aquaman 2 doesn't do well and Wan doesn't come back what do you do you probably reboot the character right wonder woman 84 wasn't received well critically or by the fans right you know, it didn't make any money because the because of the virus right you know, like I could see them saying, you know what? She appeared in a bunch of Justice League movies, BVS. She's got two movies on her own. Maybe it's time for us to move on. We'll go on with a different creative team. You know, yeah. it, it. I get the whole aspect of like old Keaton, young Pattinson. Like you can't get confused. But now that if you want to do this whole shared universe, if you want, because he, and he mentioned Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman multiple times. Yes, he did. Throughout this call. So like the, yes, the, the Trinity's on his mind and he knows where his money can be made. You're probably going to cast an actor within the same age range as Pattinson. Right? right? Yeah. And I mean, you could, if the Flash, if the Flash movie is really resetting everything, you could either bring them back or not. That's the other option you have. Like if it's resetting everything, you could say, well, it reset the timeline, but we still like Gal and Jason to be in these roles, so we'll keep them. Mm-hmm. Or you and can they say, hire a different Batman, Superman. You could totally do right. that. Yeah, right. So you, you, it's going to give you options. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. And it, the one thing I would, but as I've said, the one thing I would say coming out of this call is that we do know now that there's he what he's been saying. He's at least 100 percent backing up, and DC has its own studios division, and there's a there they want to do things the way that Disney and Marvel did it. So it definitely seems like we're going to be getting solo films leading into. My only real concern is when does this 10 year plan start? I would assume after the flash. Okay. I'm just, I'm just like, cause I imagine we're not going to get, I imagine whatever is slated to come out at this point is going to come out. We'll know within the next two weeks, if anything else gets written off for taxes, right? right? <laughs> like whatever's right. going to come out will come out. And then that's when the restart will happen. So I'm guessing something with the flashes. We're talking 23. When does the flash come out again? Next, next June. Okay. So, so. next June. So next, so we're, we're, so we're, it's an 11 year plan. Yeah. Think of it. That. It's a, so basically it's 11 years. Well, yeah. Well, basically now they have all this time to lead in and create to what they want to so do. You've got one whole year so. to figure out what you're right. going to do. So and in a year from now, we should expect them to roll out the official plan. They yes. told us they had a plan, right? So Zeddy can stop complaining about it. <laughs> um, but now I imagine within the year we'll find out what the what are the details of the plan. Yeah, so yeah, so we should find out. Yeah, by next year. Also, we're gonna find out. I imagine sooner than later what's gonna happen to shows maybe that we like, like maybe Titans or Doom Patrol, which we, I've heard there's been rumors that they're getting canceled. I don't know for certain yet. That's not confirmed. Um, but shows that are currently on HBO Max that were made DC properties um, that might not be continuing. Except we know Harley Quinn is, so that's one thing we know. That's uh, uh, no, very amazing. Keeping. Yes, but um, the other two, and probably because again the budgets are higher for live action than animation usually. So uh, then those I, two- I can't imagine the budget for Harley Quinn being 
ninety million dollars. Right. I'm just, but the budget for Titans and Doom Patrol are, is higher than obviously it is for Har- than Harley Quinn. It's, it's yeah. More. So if they're gonna cut costs, maybe they do that there. Um, it'd be weird if they got rid of at least Doom Patrol because that's tested really well every year and it's been a very consistent show. So I'd say that Titans has had more ups and downs than than Doom Patrol has, but. Um, I know for my purposes, I hope both stay at least for one more season, at least give them the time to say, okay, we're going to cancel it, but you get to do your final season. Uh, so that's all I'm hoping when it comes to those two shows, but we, we'll keep you guys posted well, on. I don't know if I'm curious to see, and we all know Zaslav doesn't like streaming movies. Right. But I wonder how he feels about streaming series. Right. I, I think when we find out if penguins actually going to happen. Right. That's when we'll get it because then they'll be able to start production on something new. Whereas like, you know, Titans, you're just kind of dusting everything off out of the closet and you're bringing it, you know, you're taking it all, you know, you're ready to play with the Penguin. You're going to have to start building and, you know, you'll buy sets and and outfits and all this jazz and you have to hire new actors. You know, you got to go through the whole process. So if Penguin is a go, I think that streaming series, the, the companion streaming series is fine because right. Like, would if Zaslav was totally against streaming series, would Peacemaker season two be there? Like, would James Gunn be so confident? Is he That's just fair. lying to us? I don't know. Again, like a lot of these things, time will tell. It's it's like the Batgirl story itself. Like, yeah. everyone was like, "Fake news, New York Post," and like <laughs> me, we were sitting back, like, "Well, it's not from the sports section, so it might not be true." Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, Domino's falling. It's rap, Hollywood Reporter, Slash Film, Collider. Esqu- when Esquire and Variety and not Variety, when Esquire and Vanity Fair Vanity reporting Fair, yeah. it, you're like, oh wow, this is really real because like the other entertainment, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, they do a decent amount of entertainment as well. But it's like, wow, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah, that was weird how quick it happened too. But the reason why that New York Post article was so weird is because like he said like the Batman was rated R and. All his other things in it. It just well, it's it, not written by like since it's not written by like one of the trade experts. You're like right, you know, like good for you for getting the the the, the beat on this. But yeah, that's why everyone didn't take you se- take it seriously at first. Like it's from the post. Like they never <laughs> do this stuff. You're yep. a supermarket tabloid. Yep, it's it's one step above the Inquirer, the post. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's it was it was just a crazy story, and the fact that we live in the area, we both are kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I would <laughs> I would put much in this of into this this story but it happened quick it was like within the hour yeah once yeah. umberto on. was the first yeah for the, for the trades and yep. umberto on the rap and then everything else followed yep and it's just like it's so it's so um it's very trumpian for someone to just you know disclaim the media as the enemy of fandom <laughs> right? it's like calm down they're just reporting this there's you know like people will just report the news they're not telling you i know you know so hey i heard this that, that's not the point i know it was crazy it was a crazy day man it really was uh but we do know one thing is getting um not not so much getting canceled it's just ending we got official word and we kind of assumed this when we heard that the star was was signing off for one more season and i'm talking about the flash on the cw uh it will end with an abbreviated season nine um 13 episodes in 2023 uh nine seasons man and i will say when i first this show first came out i loved it the first four four or five seasons i really really enjoyed um but 
it jumped the shark for me. It became way too much of a teen drama for me. And I just stopped watching it. Uh, you say that about any show that so. has characters under like 45. <laughs> no, I don't. Dude, Titus has characters under 45. I'm sorry, like Ms. It. Marvel, you loved that. You gave that name. You said it was better yeah, than Yeah, she, one. you know, and uh, you know, but the crazy thing is, I could see myself eventually getting there with that show too. So. You know, uh, I, for me, this is it, it's it's bittersweet. Um, the later seasons have been, somewhat been mixed. They're kind of been like half good, like half a season's good. Mm-hmm. Um, especially season six. Season six seems a little, a little rough. Uh, but th- I think there's uh, more good than bad always with the Flash. I know people hate the CW now because uh, they're too cool for school for some reason. Uh, but I, I appreciate everything that that network has done, and you know, we'll. S- uh, especially with that show, that show is great. Um, it's still my favorite CW show uh, of all time, and it, it was actually the highest rated CW show uh, of last season or whatever, whatever, whatever uh, their la- whatever their last quarter was or whatever. It was mm-hmm. it was their most popular show. So it, it's a bummer that I feel like that that Grant has moved on, but he was able to just he wants to go out on a high note. So I appreciate the fact that he came back, him and Candace. Um, and this should be good. I, I'm I'm bummed out. I just got too far behind, and then the CW app kind of stinks for certain shows. Like for Superman and Lois, I can watch the whole season no problem. Yeah. But for like the Flash, I can only watch the last like four episodes. Yeah. And I'm way past that point <laughs> in the season, so I have to wait until it's on Netflix. Um, so I'm kind of bummed, but uh, it'll it'll make some for good uh, watching when season nine comes out. Uh, but yeah, like you know, it's good run. Nine nine years is a long time, man. You know, like. We've seen shows get get the axe earlier than that. You know, Black Lightning only got four. Batwoman only got three. Right. Legends got the canned after seven. Nine's a long time. Like, yep, you know, it's it was a season longer than Arrow too. So yeah, um, it's the longest running from the Arrowverse um, shows. If you're gonna announce these thirteen, I think these thirteen episode seasons is what they should have done because I think the biggest flaw with the CW is that there's a lot of fluff in there. Oh yeah, uh, there's definitely like four, four, three to four episodes a season that you don't need. You know, I think 20 some episodes is way too much. Yeah. But I mean, let's also like, let's give props to the stuff the shows did. Like the flash had a musical episode, um, they which is great. Yeah. They did a lot of, uh, of innovative things with this, this property. And uh, they did, the, so. they, they were doing multiverse stuff for anybody. Yep. Yes, they were, you know, so. and, uh, I, I was, you know, those CW crossovers between all those shows, you guys say what you want. I had a blast with it was, was, uh, Christ on there's some things corn. It was fine. It was fun. It was enjoyable. The, you know, they knew the budget they were working with. You guys right. love to rip them on that. Right. That's... But they did what they could. Uh, I just, and you know what? They, they've probably given us our best interpretation of Superman since 1978, 1982. Like, yeah. Sorry. Right, not I, mean, I mean, if you want to throw Smallville there, you can, I don't agree with you, but you can do it. This Enough is the, like no, well for Superman, I would definitely say yes. Like, like Smallville, he's not Superman until the very last episode. Mm-hmm. Fair so, enough. I mean, you know, but here, I mean, this is Superman um, from the beginning. And yeah, he, the show is very, very good. I mean, yeah, it has so it has typical CW tropes, I'll say, the, in, baked into it. But for the most part, if you're just looking at a characterization of the of Superman, it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with that. You know, Superman and Lois has is definitely has been been my favorite cw show uh since it's come out but i uh, to be fair i don't really watch that woman star girl is good uh, star girl is very good it, yes it's it's probably my second favorite behind the flash yeah so and we got a little bit of an insight onto season three of star girl 
Uh, there were some set photos released, or some not set photos, some official photos released. We don't do set photos here. Set photos are bad. I, I my background got canned because all you shared the set pics <laughs> and Karma came and bit you in the ass. So, so uh, it looks good. It, obviously, this season is focusing on Sylvester Pemberton, of course, Starman, played by Joel McHale, who came back last season um, and pretty much saved uh, Stargirl. Uh, so we know that he's going to be training Courtney this year. And there's a lot of photos that if you, on, excuse me, this was Entertainment Weekly that um, released mm -hmm. these exclusive mm -hmm. set photos. Sorry, I keep saying set photos. Exclusive photos from the show. And it looks pretty cool. Uh, looks Officially licensed Warner Brothers uh, pictures. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's too much to say. <laughs> You're right. Um, but, I thought yeah. it looked great. Uh, the yeah. staff looks good. I'm excited yeah. to see where this goes. We got a lot of great things last season. Teases of the JSA. Solomon Grundy made an appearance. Yes. Uh, multiple appearances. Um, we got the old JSA, the new JSA. Uh, you know, there's teases this season of John Wesley Ship having a larger role on the show, which is fantastic because we all love seeing uh, one of our favorite flashes um, as uh, pop up whenever he can. Um, we got teases of Green Lantern uh, popping up. Uh, you know, uh, we got some Jade and stuff uh, last season, which was great. And I, again, like just looking forward to next season where this goes. And I love this whole superhero suburbia thing they've created. It's a very interesting take. The town in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> basically engulfed by the trees. You know, <laughs> they can do whatever they want because everyone's a cape and tie. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. It's absolutely insane. I love every second of it. Um, it's unlike anything else I've seen yet. I can't because I haven't seen Ms. Marvel yet. I can't compare. Um, so I'm very excited to see this and where this goes because, uh, you know, God knows when the next time I'll see a Green Lantern. <laughs> I'm just I'm That's hoping true. there's something like Jade's as close as we're going to get to Green Lantern in the near future. It's uh, interesting. In you It's interesting you made that that comparison to Ms. Marvel because I do see similarities between the two. The, two shows. the upcoming young so, yeah. female superhero. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a let's let's, I mean, you know, the NFL is a copycat league. Uh, the, the comic book industry is a copycat industry. Like, right. You know, the, the fantastic four was created to, you know, counteract the justice league and all that jazz and Ms. Mar you know, it's like, Oh, they're doing this. That, that, and we're taking Alan Horn. We got a 10 year plan. They just copy each other. Yep. You copy <laughs> success. What do you want me to do? That, that's it. This is working. How do we do this? Yeah. So this is Thanos. They said, how do we, we uh, give me dark side, make him ours. That's, that's yep. exactly how Thanos was created. That's true. That's exactly how he was created. I believe the original Thanos, I believe was Metron, but they're like, why is he sitting in that chair? That's stupid. Give me the big guy. <laughs> it's true. Yep. You're right. It, it's so, I, I, I hate to use the word incestuous, but it kind of is. <laughs> you have creatives going back and forth between the two main houses all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, very Craven's much... Last Hunt was originally written as a Batman story, so it's yeah. like, <laughs> right? Like you're right. So, and uh, what's what's it? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? That's yeah. the that's the term. So or the phrase. So, but definitely, guys, if you're fans of Star Girl, the the picks look pretty cool and about what we should expect from season three. So definitely, yeah, I mean, they haven't let us down yet, have they? So. No. So definitely look at those, check those out, and shout out to three. Jeff Johns. Yep. This is a Jeff Johns thing from the very beginning. It's a Jeff Johns thing. So awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. All right. So let's switch over. Let's go from DC. We've we spent most of the time on DC. Let's, let's switch over tomorrow for a little while. Uh, first, we'll start with where it sounds like we're getting a season two of Moon Knight. Um, Which I'm pumped for. Yeah. there's a, There was hints. I mean, I didn't love it. 
uh, the parts of it I liked very much. And I think the concept of the character, I've always liked the concept of the character is very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the show itself was a little confusing at times. Um, and I think more so for people who don't know about any of it. Like, I don't know much. I knew a little bit about the backstory, but I didn't know much. So, you know, it's going to be cool to get if we're getting another season. And the, especially since the way the first season ended, uh, it's going to be very, it'd be very cool to see that story continue. Um, and I don't know if he's going to pop up in, in films. I'm assuming he is. We know that... Uh, I don't know if he'd be one of the Thunderbolts or how they would go about doing um, the ensemble stuff with him. But what's the, I forget the team with him in it. I'm drawing a blank. I, yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head either. I'm not a yeah, huge uh, Moon Knight fan. Yeah. Uh, but season, I love season one. I thought it was really good. I thought a lot of people complained about it for no reason. Um, uh, I really enjoyed it. Oscar Isaac really acted his ass off. He did. It was excellent. I could not believe what that man was doing in front of my eyes. I was really impressed. Um, I love ancient Egypt. I love Egypt in general. I think it's such a cool place. The history there is really fascinating and really interesting to me. And the fact that this digs deep into like Egyptian lore and history and yep, it you does. Know, I I think that's fascinating. So uh, I'm all for it. I can't wait. Uh, bring it on. Um, I'm very happy this is not one and done. Uh, there were some people who were worried it was one and done, um, but uh, bring it on! Like, let's go! I am so excited. I love Moon Knight. Yes, I mean the the big reason why everyone's assuming this is because they're going to Cairo, right? Like mm -hmm. <laughs> him and Oscar Isaac were the Mohammed. What's his name? Mohammed Diab, who's the oh, director, I believe. Director, yeah, he. He teased on, on Instagram, I think, that both of them were in Cairo. And they're like, why else would we be here if we weren't doing Moon Knight? So, you know, it's not a direct uh, affirmation that it's happening, but it's a pretty good guess at this point that um, we're getting a season two. And, you know, let's just Marvel does double down on things no matter what, <laughs> no matter what happens, it seems. They they have that cachet and they double down and they must have gotten enough goodwill from Ooh, cachet. Eric, fancy so. words. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're getting to season two. So for all you Moon Knight fans out there, we're getting more of it. And for all you haters, give it a shot the second season. Maybe it'll be better. You never yeah, know. Justin, give it a shot. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so, again, I, I just loved him in the role. So I'm very, very happy that uh, or at least he's getting a second shot to, to for me. You know, to see to see him play again, and well, if, I'm Eric, I'm happy you're happy. And maybe again, maybe we'll see him in in a movie, pop up in a movie or whatever. Who knows? We know that that happens. I think at some point he will. Yeah, I think it's, with the way they do things, every it's yeah, like it's gonna happen. Are you kidding me? He, there's no way he didn't pop up in the next Avengers film. Yeah, like again, we don't know who the Avengers are going to be <laughs> right now because. It's kind of wide open who they, who's going to be in the next iteration of the team. I'm not going to lie. So. Nobody really gets me excited. I'm what trying about to you? think. Is there like, are you, well, current... I mean, if they're keeping Spider-Man, obviously you always want to see Spider-Man, right? So it'd be cool to see Spider-Man as, mm -hmm. as, and probably, and in this version be a much bigger part of it. Uh, I think that would be cool to have him again. Um, I love Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. So him being in it too. I'm always down for, but I would like to see, like, we know that, uh, we know Charlie Cox's daredevil's back. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we know these other characters are the the from the smaller screen are developed. So maybe it'd be cool to see like a Moon Knight. It'd be, but I think having maybe the defenders from the Netflix team, whoever they bring back, because they kind of got shafted. Like I remember in the beginning, everyone was like, oh, they're going to be part of Endgame and Infinity War. And they weren't. So <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. So it'd be cool if they got a shot. But we do know that Daredevil is back, and we do know he's going to be in She-Hulk, which starts next week, actually. Uh, starts in one week. So uh, kind of crazy. Um, but yes, it's been confirmed that she he will be a cast member on She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which makes sense because Matt Murdock is also an attorney. So yeah, there we go. But Tatiana Maslany was talking about working with, with um, Charlie Trump. Cox. Yes, and she says Charlie is amazing, does some great work, and the, she talks about the tone of our show is so different, and to see his character in the tone of She-Hulk is really fun. So that's ve- very true because we know Daredevil is a very serious show. Uh, we know that this is a comedy. So, Pete, what are you expecting to see on with their interaction on She-Hulk? Uh, I wonder if they're going to battle it out in the courtroom. I, I wonder if they're going to ha- represent be opposite representation. Yes. In the courtroom, I think that would be fun. Um, you know, it's we got teased with the red and yellow suit at the end of the She-Hulk teaser. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a this. I, I, and I, I think this is a different Daredevil. I think that's how you establish it. You put him in his first suit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, multiverse here variants. We're thinking about that. This is right. not what we've seen before, which is why I believe that um, the uh, the Kingpin was so strong in the right. uh, in the hawkeye show mm-hmm. uh, it's a different version uh which is fine i don't care like you you can think about that i don't care about that uh <laughs> you the audience like you want to make a big deal please go ahead uh so i'm excited to just see them battle it out in the courtroom i think that's going to be and uh, I, I don't know I, i'm wondering who's going to figure out who first right i'm going to lean towards matt murdoch because he's got i bet you he hears something within her heart rate or something like that or his super senses Correct. can pick up something when she i imagine she's changed she they're they're arguing out of court something crazy goes on she goes green and matt murdoch picks it up and then the next the next scene is you know daredevil flipping over something and you see like oh he's like i don't know you you're jennifer walters or like i don't know like we'll see what happens <laughs> in the show I don't know, but that's like the comic book fan of me. That's like, oh, that's what I would expect from comic book movie. Yeah. TV show. So we'll see what what actually happens. Who the hell knows? But we will find out in like two weeks. The same time frame between now and Zaslov Cancellation Fest, we'll get She-Hulk. So I'll be I'll be preoccupied. <laughs> you guys can flip out about the canceled uh, Alfred Pennyworth uh, miniseries continuation on HBO Max. I'm not going to care about that. And uh, I'm going to watch She-Hulk and be happy. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm definitely going to watch this. Uh, like I said, the, the intrigue for me is that it's their first time attempting a comedy. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Which is funny because the MCU has been a comedy for like 10 years now. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it always has elements of it. But this is being this is actually being pitched as a comedy. The first step into fixing your problem is admitting you have one. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so guys, look out! I can't talk. She Hulk begins on August eighteenth, so it was actually pushed. I think it was pushed back a day, right? Like it was, and no one seemed to care. Yeah. <laughs> of well, all d- the delays, no one seemed to care. Right. I remember when Obi Wan was pushed back two days. People were like, oh, 
but no one seems to care about you. You see, see why I hate fans? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there we go. There we go. All right. So another thing I've kind of been looking forward to because I really just didn't know what was going to expect was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, mm-hmm. which is coming out obviously in December. And um, James Gunn says it's the epilogue to phase four of the MCU. So here I'm thinking it's just going to be this fun loving holiday, like goofy type thing. And apparently it's a little bit more heavy than that. Uh, Gunn says it's totally ridiculous. And every day we can't believe that we're making it. We all completely love it. It's unlike anything that anyone's ever seen. I can't wait for people to see it. Also, apparently it's going to reveal a new character in the MCU. Uh, so I don't know. Like I, this is going to be very, very interesting. And the entry with, with knowing that stuff now, it just kind of raises my entry. What about you? Uh, I, I'm excited because I feel like this is something we haven't. When was the last holiday special that I, anyone actually cared about? I mean, the crappy Star Wars one from exactly. That's what it feels like forever ago, right? Like somebody, it, it it almost feels like everyone's just too afraid to admit that the holidays are like a thing that we celebrate. You know, you can't say this, you can't say that. Don't say this, say that instead. You know, so like no one wants to do it anymore, except for like cheesy Garrett holiday movies. What what, what station is that on? Like Lifetime. <laughs> He watches a Hallmark work. Lifetime. Yeah, Hallmark. What's her name? Who's the with the brunette? What's her name? Lacey Chabert. Yeah, that chick. Yeah, I can't I hear about her. All, I was like, the last time I thought about that chick, it was Lost in Space. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, I think it's cool that Marvel is, you know, like you see holiday issues all the time in the comic book store every year. So I think this is cool. I can't wait to see what happens. I, I'm surprised it carries some weight. You know, that's that's shocking. But like. I like how Gunn's just so passionate about it. He's like, it's the best thing I've ever done. I'm like, this is the best thing. Coming off the Suicide Squad, this is the best thing you've ever done because I'm pretty sure that's your best overall movie. So I'm really excited because he's very confident. And uh, I again, like, it's just, it's cool to see these things just be so dominant within the entertainment sphere. Like, it's just like, wow. Yes. They do something like is. this. I'm like, I can't believe we're here. We're taking holiday specials. I know. It's crazy. Uh, but it's the right group, I think, to do it with, right? They're they're the they're kind of the com- comedic relief uh, for for the MCU overall. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be. I still I still have issues with certain characters, like what they did with Drax. I don't exactly love, but that's neither here nor there. We're at this point; those are all put behind me. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. And Eric, if you're not complaining and being negative and miserable, you're not a fan. <laughs> Well, it worked. That's why. If it didn't work, I would have been more upset. Like I like we've talked uh, famously about Ragnarok and how I don't like what they did to the Hulk in that movie. Nobody uh, should. It didn't work for me. Like you know, up to that point, I was kind of okay with it. I understood what they were doing with the Hulk character, uh, but that just completely pushed it over for me. They redeemed him a little bit, uh, and again, we're going to see him and She Hulk. So tying things in there, we're going to see. Uh, yeah, I'm excited because I haven't liked anything they've done with the Hulk since Incredible Hulk. Right. <laughs> so I'm so, like, cool, let's see if you guys can do it right finally. We'll see what they do there. Uh, oh, one quick thing. Another thing I which I forgot to talk about with the DC stuff. We have a date for the Joker. Um, the Joker will be being released on October 4th, 2024. So a little over two years from now. We also know that Lady Gaga is confirmed to be in. And uh, apparently she will be playing Harley Quinn. 
um, or a version of Harley Quinn. I still don't know if she's going to be Harley Quinn because, as we know, the Joker has a has a different name as well. I thought they confirmed so, her as Harley Quinn. So, is it exactly is she Harley Quinn? I could have swore I saw that in one of the trades. I thought I saw it too. Uh, let me see. I I thought, but I um, thought I read that she. This was... is. I mean, it's just, it's just great because we. It's funny we mentioned the Flash musical episode, right? And, and that's that's that episode starred uh, Benoist and Gustin, who are alumni of Glee. So they can sing. I've never, and yes. we know that uh, Joaquin can sing. Obviously, from uh, his uh, what did he do? Uh, he did the Johnny Cage movie. Yes, he Cash. Uh, Johnny, I said Johnny Cage. I'm thinking Mortal <laughs> Kombat. Johnny Cash. <laughs> wow. Okay. About That's punching four arm mutant, mutant leaders and testicles. It always comes back to nuts. That's why we're sponsored by Manscaped because we love our nuts and our cocoa nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> And obviously Lady Gaga is obviously Lady Gaga. She's she's an icon. So I'm like, holy cow, this yes, could be she... intense. Music. Can you imagine them yes. killing people while singing? I think that would be amazing. I'm murdering right. in the rain. Just kidding. Yeah, I kind of get a I kind of have a Sweeney Todd. I don't know if you ever saw the sweet Sweeney Todd movie with yeah, Johnny Depp. It's great. It kind of has that obviously okay. that's a totally different, but that kind of a feel to it for me. I, um, I dig it. I dig it. I like it. Yeah. So I'm, like I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I have to say, when I first heard that they were making a second one, if they were just going to do a similar, like a typical kind of sequel, I don't know if I would have been down for it. But this really interests me. So this is something I mean, that I'm worried though, because it's I mean, like, how does this again? Like, is this to me? I thought it, he all made it up. You know, right. Sitting there talking to his therapist, like I feel like he's telling her the story that didn't right. happen. Or did it happen, and that's why he's there? Exactly. That's the whole. That's how they kind of leave you. And then at the end, when you see him running and there's blood on his feet, you know he yeah. kind of. You're assuming well, he, he killed his therapist. Well, he, right? he killed her. That's for right. sure. Um, right. Also, like the clocks never change in the movie. Like there's all these weird things. Yeah, but I, that was done on purpose, and that's one of the yes. things to me that makes that movie just fantastic. Agree. Uh, yeah. As dark and as miserable, it's like it's painful. It's so oh, yeah. good. I've never watched a movie that I liked so much that was just painful to watch. Yeah, it's it's a hard to watch a, a second time, which I have only once. I've only watched that movie twice. Um, and both times are actually in the theater. Uh, and the second time was much harder for me to watch uh, than the first time, even though I knew everything was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, when it's like that, to me, it, it's just it. Well, it shows that I'm I'm at least a compassionate human being. I think number one, uh, but number two, it, it just shows you how deep and the topic is, and how like personal it can get. You know, I think all of us can relate to some of the things he was struggling with. And obviously, we're not homicidal pe- people, but speak for yourself. <laughs> but I think we all have our demons, and we can kind of relate to that. And it kind of does make you be a little introspective to your own. Uh, issues that you have in life so that's one of the reasons why i think that movie resonated so well made so much money uh it just was really fantastic but the fact this is kind of going to be done on a lighter scale adding music to it i think that could be interesting well, like is it like i said like if they're killing people while they're singing how much lighter is it because and music usually always makes things lighter anyway 
It's so uh, like Joker one is like Albert Bell. It's badass, you know, yeah. but it, but it doesn't smile and it doesn't talk to the media. So nobody likes it. And then <laughs> Joker two will be like David Ortiz where it's a cheater and no one really likes it. And it smiles. <laughs> so everyone thinks it's light and fluffy. Yeah. Like the, I think you're going to have elements. That's why I said Sweeney Todd. Cause the, obviously that movie, he's kind of a deranged character as well, but it's the type of music they sing and the way that it's, it just makes it a little different. Like you mm-hmm. can ingest it a little bit differently. And I think that that's what I mean by saying that. I feel like we're going to get a movie that's going to be a little bit easier to go down, even though the content might be just as brutal as the first film was. So oh, I'm really look- Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it uh, now. And again, if you, anything Joaquin Phoenix does is always at least worth a watch because he's just such a good actor. Um, so guys, we're getting it. You have a little over two years before it comes out. Uh, and we will have Joker 2. And I hope the people who didn't like the first one at least give this one a shot as well. Uh, give it a shot. I know everyone's like, it's not the real Joker. Yeah, we know that. Okay. The name, the, the, his name in the beginning for the first film should have told you that. <laughs> so, uh, you know. What's the Joker's real name? Well, that's what I mean. He doesn't, no one knows in, in real, for, yeah. for real. But uh, in the story, in this one, he has a name. So, um, Arthur Fleck is his name and you know but also there's that theory that the Joker could be anyone right exactly so so again this is why I hate fans <laughs> Pete mentioned our sponsor so we have to at least go down that road right now Eric wants to go down yes okay <laughs> Yes, and of course, does. you asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just brought back the Ultra Smooth Package. It's time to stop, drop, and order this premium shaving kit. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls, but if you're looking for a closer shave to go bare down there, the Ultra Smooth Package is the perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours and get right to the roots with a discount just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code GOTHAM. Again, this is a different package because it's not doesn't revolve around the the lawnmower 4.0, which is which is an electric battery operated op- option. This is the actual just a razor. So, if you want to get a little bit more, a little bit more down there, get a little bit get a little closer. closer. Yeah, you know, you just a little smooth skin. This, yes, this would be the package, haha, for you. <laughs> So, of course, it's a three-step process. It's the crop exfoliator, which is infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin on and around your groin feeling refreshed. Then the gel is to see where you're shaving, because obviously you don't want to make a mistake with that. And it's a clear shaving gel just for the groin. And then, of course, the crop shaver itself. The razor has three precision blades, include extra-wide lubricating strips, and a pivoting head for the ultimate groin grooming experience. All three of these are vegan, cruelty-free, and sulfate-free products, so included are included so you know your manhood is in good hands and without compromise good for you garrett <laughs> so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code gotham at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code gotham at manscaped.com smooth out your fellows with the relaunched ultra smooth package from the fellows at manscaped and as always your balls will thank you i have a question sure have you ever tried to shave your coconut before you crack it like a coconut can be kind of hairy. Um, no, I never done not. that. Maybe we should give that a shot to show the audience how smooth this razor. Well, coconut is. shavings are used for our, our confection and like baking and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we can shave a coconut. We can shave a coconut. 
We could we do can. that. And I know someone who can crack them yep. very well. At a fast and you can, pace. you guys can interpret all of this as you wish. However you choose to interpret our banter. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking about coconuts. Of course. We're talking about coconuts. Always. Coconuts yeah. are delicious. I, I love coconut milk. <laughs> who doesn't? We all love coconut milk. It's hard to get to. That's why I have Eric. He cracks the nuts. <laughs> the coconuts. We all have our burdens in life, and this is that's one of mine. The weird thing is, like Eric does it with his armpit; he just sticks the coconut under his, kind of like he's doing like that fake fart, and that's how he cracks them. It's weird; I've never seen anyone do it like that. But he's got really good, like like Eric does, like armpit workouts. I like to be creative when I yeah. do things. I like to. I don't. Who wants to be the same all the time? You just What's that called? Of, like your deltoid soloplex? Isn't that what that muscle area is called? The deltoid soloplex? It is the deltoid, yes. Yeah, okay. The deltoid. So, okay. yeah, you'd be correct. So, yeah. Eric Holzman, the man of many myths, the man of many oh, legends. Man of many legends, that's me. But. All right, guys, so we have to get out of here. There's only one Gertie. <laughs> we have to get out of here because Pete's actually going to Atlantic City. Uh, so we have to get out of here. So, Pete, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you could find me on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, this podcast you're listening to right now, straight at Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G on Twitter and Instagram. Consider joining our Facebook group and our Facebook fan page. Uh, everything we talk about is shared on Facebook and Twitter, uh, as well as more stories that we don't have time to discuss, but we know that you guys care about them all the same. Uh, you can follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast that I co-host with Nicholas and Nico Caruso. That's fun. Uh, that's Italian at Italians for Spidey on Twitter uh, at Team Yellow Oval because uh, we got to celebrate the Yellow Oval because it's not coming out on HBO Max anymore. So we got the Flash and that's really <laughs> cool. But it's back in print where it belongs. So we're all happy about that. Uh, Batmanonfilm.com. I've got reviews, interviews. Uh, comic books, toys, people, uh, Batman on film, YouTube. I've got more reviews and interviews with toys and people. So check that stuff out. A lot of good fun stuff there. Um, I'm also still working on my uh, second Eric Holzman biography, the Aquaman within the deep dive into Long Island's history of champions and championships. Uh, it is the sequel to my <laughs> novel that's uh, ordered to print uh, that, you know, that link will come out soon on Amazon as well. So um, just profiting off of Eric's successes has become my success. Uh, so everyone needs a cash cow and mine's Eric Holzman. <laughs> What's with these titles, man? <laughs> like seven, <laughs> like seven lines long. <laughs> I, I was just like, I get inspired, you know. Like I want to be like Eric Holzman, uh, son of the island. Who is the edit? Who who's your editor? Uh, I think it's Penguin House. Okay, it's legit. Yeah. All right. Suck on that haters. I need. I need to. To am I gonna get to read it? Yeah, I've, it's already. You've already got like rough draft. It's in the mail. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll check it out for accuracy because, you know, don't want to cause you problems. No, no, no. Um, I want to get this right. Like, I want people to know. I agree. You should. Your story. Right. And once you guys read my story, you, you know, you can find me on Twitter at finally 33, spell finale 33. As Pete mentioned, check us, check out our Facebook group and page. Um, the group, Pete has been posting some stuff in the group lately. So have I. Uh, Pete actually posted in there yesterday. Uh, what do you guys want to hear from us? What what are things you'd like to see us cover? Things you'd like to see us do? We'd like some uh, feedback from you guys. 
yeah, we'd like a little bit of feedback. Uh, do you want us to maybe dedicate a show to one specific topic that we could talk about the entire time? Um, do you want Eric to read more comic books? Well, I think everyone wants that. So yeah, I think everyone does, Eric. So give the people what they want. God damn it. <laughs> I think, I think we're there uh, with that one. Um, there are a couple of ones you guys have been touting though, that I kind of want to sink my teeth into. So I'll probably you haven't even finished that. Batcat. I haven't. Slacker. I haven't. You're I'm a slacker. Dude, I don't even, but even with shows, like, all I'm, right, McFly. I'm not even, it's crazy. I, even with shows, I, I start watching them and I drop off and I don't pick them up. I just, I guess really? I have. Cause I remember Captain Marvel getting amazing meme reviews after it's every Marvel? episode. <laughs> Whatever. It's all the same stuff to you. No, but but even with that, I had to catch up on it. Like I stopped, I didn't watch for two weeks, and then I had to catch up on it, and I wa- I caught up. So Eric's I just busy watching Islander highlights for like I do that. One, no, no, no. I've been I've been focused more this summer. I've been really focusing more on sports. So um, that's pretty where my focus has been. So that's why it's only when these big topics kind of come out that I'm just like, okay, I got to jump back in. Uh, with both feet. Oh, so you're a part timer? Okay, okay. No, just I'm just saying with news, yeah, 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 the yeah, news yeah. cycle. Right. You just realize you just told the audience you do it half ass. No, I don't. <sighs> Eric Holzman, that's your champion. Champion my, of lies. My champion sports teams are heading for for interesting seasons, so that's why I'm like the Jets. Obviously, the, the Knicks are going to do what the Knicks always do. So there we go. You're just Knicks- setting yourself up for disappointment. The Knicks with the this coming from a Pacers fan. The Knicks, the Knicks. Um, the Pacers Donovan have Mitchell, been a decent franchise. The, the Knicks Donovan have been Mitchell miserable. scandal, oh, not scandal situation. What's going to happen there? Um, and then the Islanders, there might be signing Nazim Kadri, which would be a very cool signing for them, adding someone to help them uh, score a little bit more goals, which has been an issue for them. Yeah, so there's, there's been a lot of sports stuff going on. I'm keeping an eye on everything, but it have takes, you been talking to Tim Rooney about the Islanders? I haven't. Have you been talking to Drew? Tim is a Drew, fan of the sh- Tim is a fan of the show. Shout is out Drew Tim. is Drew just too busy uh, uh, like worshiping Buck Showalter? <laughs> no, he, we like he he's at a point now where it comes to Islanders rumors that he just doesn't pay any attention to them because they never happen. Like that they led last second they wind up losing out on the player, so he's just like I can't deal with it. I'll well, wait like something the, the Devils and what's his name uh, went to yeah them. both wow. of them yeah both teams had were interested. Yeah, and he's from the area, which sucks. Where the yeah. hell did he go? I forget what his name. Oh. Boudreaux. Yeah, yeah, but what team did he go to? Uh, I can't. Was it, it's like some shitty t- area. Columbus. Like Columbus. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Columbus. It's like come yeah. home. I know. Anywhere but the Rangers. I know. I know. But see, this is this is my plight right now. <laughs> this is my plight. So, I. Uh... I've got to, I've tr- I try to keep my handle. All you kids who are complaining about Batgirl getting canceled, Eric's sitting here crying about the Islanders. Yeah, it's it's true. Real I'm, problems. It's true. Sports is a little bit higher on my 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 list. Eric so. just said that the things you guys care about, he doesn't care about. I didn't say that at all. Eric I just said, said no. I, I said, I'm a jock. I just do this for fun. Priority wise. Jesus. You read your comic books, watch your cartoons. Dude, the only thing I don't... Iron, lifting weights. Shut your champion! The only thing I don't do religiously is read comics. Everything else you mentioned, I do. I go see movies when the, the night they come out, premieres, whatever I get a chance, I go. I, when was the last time you did an a, a Eric Holzman front seat review? Was it 
Doctor Strange? I don't know. It doesn't happen soon. It should be happening. You should do, go see a movie tonight. <laughs> you should, that, name, that show should be called Passenger Seat with Eric Holzman because we're in the passenger seat like we just got out of the movie. I feel like... A, did I do one after Elvis? No. You're such a slacker. Come on, Eric. God damn it. All right. I, what are you doing? All, it's only for things I really want to go see. Like, I'm not at the point now. I'm not just going to go see a movie because it comes out. I, something I need to have interest in. How are you going to be a talking head? You got to talk. You need things to talk I, about. I leave that to Nico and, and, and Zeddy. I leave that to them. That's their lane. Let them do it. Zeddy has, there's only two topics on Zeddy's mind at all times. Uh, Batgirl and Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. That's it. He's, he's got tunnel vision. He's got two eyes and they both have their own tunnels. All right. Well. Ooksus! <laughs> you, thought, well, you thought it wasn't going to happen, did you? I never disappoint the fan base. Well, Pete, I want to wish you luck in AC. I hope you win so much. Luck brother. be a lady tonight. There you go. Win a, win some money, become independently rich, and then you don't have to worry about it. And anything. then I can buy Warner Brothers, and then I can bring back the Snyderverse. All right, I think that's a good note to end on. <laughs> so for Pete Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah.